If you're studying for the CISSP, CCSP, or CISM certification, you'll probably get a lot of benefit from the WANA Practice app at wanapractice.com. Hundreds of practice questions unavailable anywhere else, all in a simple interactive format, which you can access through any device with a browser. Check out the show notes for a discount code for half off the regular price. Wanna practice? Success and certification is in your hands. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the sensuous sounds of infosec where we discuss all things information all things security and all things information security i'm ben maliso and i'm matt snotty i'm rafael fiedler and this week gentlemen we are hitting another milestone another first for ssoi we have our first anonymous guest <laughs> oh boy <laughs> and, and and i say anonymous but it's anonymous to our three listeners not anonymous to us we can actually see the guest you know we know who the guest is but for purposes of the presentation uh our guest has been anonymized uh in accordance with gdpr and uh the privacy act in 1974 and um the uss federation code um uh, we have a guest called jellyfish and that's fish with a ph like leet hackers uh so because of course of, because you know because right um uh <laughs> jelly would you like to please introduce yourself to our audience and uh and us for that matter yes so hi my name is jellyfish or at least that's what i'm going by uh my hacker handle i suppose and I, well, I'm getting started in information security and branching out beyond my professional work. So I want my contributions to the field to in some way be disassociated um, from my, my professional work and um, so that I can offer them uh, without spin, I suppose, and uh, make sure that uh, I'm contributing what I can, uh, not just to my company, but also to the community at large. And more importantly, you don't want the stink of association with the sensuous sounds of InfoSec <laughs> to impact your own personal career path, your resume building, your your public persona, your character in any way. And, and I can understand, I respect that. Um, both Matt and Rafti have had uh, uh, very severe tax audits. Um, they've had their credit ratings slashed. They've lost friends and family. Um, so. <laughs> I would just like we to say you. I would like to retroactively change my name and take it off of this and and be a, a pseudonymous. Too late. Too late. <laughs> you muffed it, dude. You had the opportunity. I know. You blew I know. it. I know. You blew it. All right. <laughs> um, but we're glad we're glad to have you here, Jelly. Yes. And Welcome. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. If you ever get to a point in your career where you're more comfortable uh, uh, introducing yourself as who you are, feel free to come back on the show and we'll call you by whatever name you choose. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Now, Miss um, Fish, you you contacted us and volunteered to join into this fracas for no apparent reason, but you also brought your own topic idea with you. Um, go ahead and, and lay that topic idea out for us and, and we'll see what we can babble about it. Certainly. So 
let me pull up my notes here. Uh, the topic in general is about mentorship inside of information security or as you've progressed in your roles. Um, there are obviously some instances we might have all encountered where we've been asked to cross a line outside of the standard boundaries of mentorship or consultation and kind of what are some of those crazy stories uh what's some of your experience with mentorship either uh, being the mentee or being a mentor and how have you dealt with those situations I think the proper term is manatee, but no, no, that's uh, good credit to Tina Fey and 30 Rock. Uh, it's actually protege, but but th that doesn't sound as much fun. Um, I'm going to guess that the reason this came to your mind is you've been in this situation, either uh, seeking a mentor or being asked to mentor somebody else. Do you want to lead us off before um, we follow you into the deep end of the pool? Certainly. So, you know, coming up through school and entering this field professionally, I never sought a full-time mentor. Um, I was pretty busy as it went with school and then working part-time as well. So it just was difficult for me to find uh, the time to really set up a monthly coffee chat or something like that. Um, and then also early on when I was sort of seeking, considering maybe I should have a mentor or people were telling me I should have a mentor, uh, I wasn't having great success. I had some weird interactions and I was just kind of like, okay, you know, maybe it's fine. I can navigate on my own. You know, I've got my my overarching goals, right? I need You're going to gonna need to drill down. You can't just gloss over that. What are the weird interactions that to, to me, that's the meat of the subject this week. So, okay. This one sticks out in my mind. Um, or before LinkedIn or before I was really involved in LinkedIn, uh, which is a great place to connect with other information security individuals. That's where um, we met. Yeah. I was really drilling down, trying to find people working in information security or cybersecurity and connect with them. And I, I'm pretty certain Lockheed Martin had a platform where you could, you know, sign up. It was brokered by them. Um, you could sign up and. So and this was free and open to the, the public free. and the internet. Yeah, it okay. was free and open. You could introduce yourself if you were interested in working for Lockheed. You know, you could kind of express your interest. You could connect with others that were working for them, others that weren't. And, uh, you know, just sort of maybe have conversations with people with similar interests. And. There was one person in particular that just, you know, I think they reached out direct message and it just kind of spiraled from there. You know, I said, you know, hello, Cynthia, you know, we had the introductory chat. Um, it was like, you know, I really want to do maybe some OT security, et cetera. And then from there, I just, it was like the floodgates opened. This person was writing pages and pages of content. Um, and I was just like, I, I didn't ask for this. I don't know like, what's happening. Like political screeds or like a manifesto, like talking so about weird. climbing a bell tower? What, yeah, what, what personal, you... I guess perspective on cyber, personal opinions, what they thought, you know, I should do and how I should navigate, um, you know, getting, getting into the field, et cetera. Uh, to some extent, I, if I vaguely remember, and I've looked for the messages, but I think I deleted all of them. Um, and the platform is no longer, the platform it was discontinued shortly thereafter. I did not take part in the, you know, I didn't send complaints or anything. I just chose not to engage at some point. And at the time, my husband, but uh, at then, he was my boyfriend. I was like, what do, you, what do you think of this? Am I am I being unreasonable? Is this just too much? Like, I just don't understand why this person is like writing me volumes. 
Um, some of it, I believe, was about, you know, my being a woman and entering this field and, you know, struggles I might encounter. And I was like, you know what, I'm just here to do a job like if I need you, I'll reach out. But um, I think that just really soured my perspective of mentorship is like if I agree that someone's my mentor, I kind of have to listen to whatever it is they're going to be saying, whether or not it's actionable, whether or not it's relevant, whether or not it makes sense. And I just was kind of like, you know what, if I have a question, I will reach out to someone that I know has the information or has the answer or might point me in the right direction. But I don't want to lock myself into this potentially, you know, uh, this, you know, potentially questionable uh, relationship with someone okay all right yeah so i i see two big issues here and and one that i wanted to get to later but but now we kind of cracked the seal on it um I, I think the first is uh particularly i have never been a woman except on this show for two or three sentences to prove a point um uh so i, I can only imagine what your experiences might be like but i would guess that the practice of oversharing is very introductory and part and parcel with uh unwanted romantic overtures that's that's my guess that there's a pattern that emerges there and then the second thing that i i would guess is that there's um automatically going to be some difficulty in reaching out blindly in a public forum uh without having that original introduction there and and that first step to meeting who you want to be a prospective mentor. Um, Rafti, you 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 yeah. are so eager to say something. No, yeah, absolutely. Because he's European. He won't just jump into the conversation <laughs> and I could just keep talking and talking. He'll never jump in. Go okay, there, no. Um, but I know I actually worked with somebody who mentored someone else, um, was a guy a little bit younger than him. Um, and he bombarded him with stuff like that as well. And um, if, and I feel like he was well-intentioned in that regard, but um, it was on from what I, when I've been looking at this interaction, I knew both um, from the outside, I thought it was kind of lazy. Uh, it was somebody who, who thought he wants to help, but by bombarding with unuseful stuff, there was one question and return um that that meant he got like five or prodigy got five links back and and some abstracts and he had to sift through that and then to figure out that none of them were relevant to him and so what what that guy basically did was start off with a web search with the things he would look for and just copy instead of telling that meant he the the web search itself sending him the top five links or at least this is how it looked like to me from the outside and I actually sort of like in, went in between and said, this is not working. Um, this does not work. And you need to change who, how you teach, first of all. Otherwise, you can never have a mentee like under, new, under you. And you should look for somebody else, <laughs> maybe outside the company. And we hired somebody outside then for that person, a much better experience. Um, and actually like... Uh, listened to what that person like what that meant he had to ask and then went, sifted through the stuff themselves and did not give the answer right away i think this is a bad mentor as well who just presents the answers but um not teaching and only sort of throwing information at the other person i think is a lazy approach and it's maybe an in-between thing there that's that's best um so so what you're saying is that the mentor was like basically snow blinding the protege by inundating yep. them with information that may or may not be relevant and not teaching not yeah. teaching actually 
just being sort of like, oh, I, I want this person to look up to me and to to see what I'm doing and stuff like that, but act and want to be their mentor, want to be called a mentor, but don't invest into teaching. And I think we talked about this on the show uh, in the past, that everybody is a teacher. Exactly. Um, and, and, and I think that the presumption that anyone could be a teacher is wrong. Uh, there's, there's a lot of great technical experts out there who are never going to be able to convey what they do, one, because either it's innate to them, or two, just because they don't have the chops for delivering or conveying information. And that's okay. We don't expect them to do that. If you're a database administrator, we don't expect you to be a college professor, necessarily. Um, uh, all right, Matt, well, you've been uh, strangely silent throughout this exchange. Have you ever mentored anyone, uh, voluntarily or otherwise? uh yeah <laughs> and i've had good good and bad experiences with it we want to hear the bad ones that's what this episode's all about that's why jellyfish reached out to us the the oh gosh the worst one uh was a uh intern that i brought on for a summer uh uh high school kid going into college who wanted to get into this type of stuff and it was not a fit because um because you're you yeah, that's that, that, that's a big part of it. <laughs> and I wanted to refer back to something that was said earlier about, you know, uh, finding the right, the, essentially the right fit. And I just wanted to make the joke about hitching your wagon to the wrong horse, which is what I've apparently done with um, this show. <laughs> but um, the, yeah, the, 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 the kid was not a good fit because I couldn't turn him loose. And, and I, that was part of it. You can't give them all the admin credentials. They don't have the experience. You can't uh, uh, turn them loose on a, on a live production system. Um, but also there was just, uh, he was not interested in some of the things that I was trying to teach him. And I couldn't relay to him that even though you don't see the benefit necessarily of me showing you this one thing, it feeds into other things. It's like when you go to college and you start, you have to take all of your general ed classes because you, you need to know how to write a paper. You need to know Wax how to do math. on. Yeah. Wax Exactly. Off. Yeah. Mr. Miyagi and Daniel san Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you get, you've got to do the 8,000 rotations clockwise and counterclockwise before you become the master at blocking the high kick. Right. You know, I mean, that's, <laughs> right. That, right. that's just the, you have to build the muscle memory even when you don't enjoy waxing the car. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and as with anything, you have to be solid in your fundamentals and, and learning the fundamentals sometimes is just a grind. Um, and not everyone wants to hear that. It's like, the, you know, how do you lose weight? Well, you eat less and you exercise more. No one wants to hear that. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wants to just take a pill and all of a sudden lose weight. Um, it's the same way with, with, with any, uh, you know, of, of this type of industry. You, you have to uh, be solid in your fundamentals, know your networking, know your uh, uh you know, some, some light programming, you have to, you know, th th there are fundamental skills you need to have. And of course, I don't want to do that, Matt. I just want to pass the CISSP. <laughs> right. In which case they need to call you because you will do that. <laughs> you... What I wanted to say is a good mentor also helps with that, like setting a goal, keeping track that you actually progress towards it and helping you find that, like, motivation for that as well. That's a great mentor. This is not something you can expect of anybody. And those mentors typically are overrun. But um, yeah, I, I'd say this is a great mentor. And the ones who are just bombarding you, keep away from them. This is not helpful. And they don't teach you anything, basically. And this is because if they don't teach you how to get the information, um, if you're very, very early, maybe it will feel like this. But if, as far as I can tell, you already had some some knowledge and you were probably asking good questions already. And if bad answers come back, um, 
<laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's a waste of time. It actually yes, harms exactly. the effort more than aids. Yes. It, it's not even just um, it's not even just this isn't useful. It's worse than not useful. It actually yeah. harms the overall progress. Yeah. Um, Jelly, did you have other bad examples? Because because I know that was that was the gist of this concept. Um, so I had other, I have, uh, well, I have some good examples of bad management, which, you know, oh, good. All right. yeah. your manager to some regards is supposed to kind of guide you, uh, at least in your role, your respective role. Um, and so now I guess coming beyond that and being in a capacity where I can mentor myself, I have kind of taken all the bad experience, learned from it and been like, okay, don't do those things. Um, did you keep a notebook? I got I got to ask. Somebody once told me to do that when I was a, a follower. They said, keep a notebook of all the shitty management practices you run into so that when you become a manager, you can go back over your outline and say, oh, yeah, I really don't want to be that guy. Right? Mm -hmm. I haven't, but um, I actually have been thinking of cataloging them. And so, you know, I often think back to and, and reflect and make sure that I'm not doing the same thing, you know, snowballing, listening when someone asks a question or is telling me about their experience, um, you know, as an intern. It was tough. I didn't have the best grades, so I was kind of left, I guess, with scraps, but making the most of them, which I think I did pretty well. Um, but in one internship I took, I was like first day on the job and the what would have been my manager um, said, oh, well, interns aren't my problem anymore. And gleefully, you know, like walks away and then left me with the non-technical manager. And that was like the start of the end. The internship did not go super well. I did manage to get their product to them that they were looking for. Uh, mostly, you know, it was in working order. Uh, it wasn't as big or as flashy as they expected, but of course, like the guidance I was given was just not great to begin with. Um, and also like the prevailing attitude, I didn't feel welcome. I was stuck in a cubicle and it just kind of generally sucked. Um, so to me though, that doesn't sound like a protege relationship. It sounds like they were using an internship to get you to do unpaid work. That, that basically is what it sounds like to me. Well, Am I was paid, you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was a paid internship. Paid. Okay. All yeah. right. Good. It was paid. Okay. Low so, pay. Low pay. Yeah. But, um, you know, then on the flip side, this summer, I had the privilege of managing an intern or, or being their like intern buddy at work. And so I made sure, right, they didn't get stuck in a cubicle. I made sure nothing disparaging was said to them. And if it was, that it was corrected. And then I also made sure that their work, they had objectives that they could meet. And I made sure to guide their progress and make sure that they had a successful delivery. Um, at the end of their internship and, you know, in general, just like a good and productive time. So that's how, like, we can take the bad and we can make it good for someone else. And the amazing thing is this even doesn't have that much to do with some innate magical mentoring skill. This is management 101. You know, this is just basic. Here's how you help people grow. Here's how you run your team. Um, just don't be an asshole is 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 a 90% of the effort here, right? Mm -hmm. um, all right. Did, so did you have any other um, particularly uh, specific bad experiences, either as the mentor uh, or as the protege looking for mentoring? 
Um, in general, uh, those are the ones that stick out the most. Since I have branched out, I, I do have some, what I like to think of them less as mentoring and more as consultation. I do have some gigs on Fiverr. I'm not here to plug them, but you know, it, it's sort of like honeypotting for looking what people are, are, are looking for or on the market for. And because I allow you, there's this thing called briefs, so you can accept briefs. And I've got some very interesting ones that have fallen on my lap. People basically looking for you to cross those ethical boundaries and they want to pay you for a reference. Um, like, how, like, I'm sorry, how? So, yeah, so because somebody I, is looking for an employment and, and they need a technical reference mm -hmm. and they ask you to do it for pay. Yeah, is that what you're saying? That's what I have been offered. Where's that? I want to cash in on that. shit. <laughs> uh, so I'll read you the work description. Hang on. It's pretty. Please. It's to the point. Oh, let's see. I took screenshots. Okay. So I was wondering if you offer any job reference services. Your job will be to speak about me as your supervisor, coworker, or classmate. You will speak highly and professionally about me so that you can get the potential job. Or I guess in this case, them, I think that was a typo. You would just get a phone call and answer some questions. But here, here's where I got to ask the question, because, again, I don't understand all criminals and criminal behavior, mostly because I'm just not a criminal. But why the fuck not have your cousin do that? Why not have, you know, hire an actor? They are the cheapest living human beings. Um, wh why do you need an, uh, are they trying to piggyback on the fact that you're going to use your real name and your real position so that you can be verified? Is that, is that what this is? Potentially, that would make sense. They didn't say, I didn't even engage. I was just like, I don't sell references. I replied that exactly to them and I blocked them because I don't, you know, I have ethical boundaries and you just stepped over it. So I would assume, yeah, you know, I, I obviously on my profile, I do say a certain amount about my professional experience, what certifications I have. And, you know, so I would think that they're looking specifically for me to sort of provide my background, provide. They're, they're buying your credibility. Mm -hmm, yeah. And, and what platform is this? This is Fiverr. Okay. Oh, Fiverr. Yeah, I I know Fiverr. F-I-V-E-R-R. -R. Yeah, it's. It's a it's a place, Ben. I don't know if you've if you've ever used. I've it before, seen it a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was can... I thought it was Fiverr. I thought it was F I V V E R. But no. Oh, no? I don't know. If it, pronounce Fiverr. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah, I, I've seen it, and it's kind of like some of the other ones, like Guru and and a few of the other ones where people are are often freelancing and they're trying to uh, promote themselves and their own skill sets. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Well, good yeah. for you for not for not doing that. And I'm going to I'm going to imagine that the pay is not commensurate with your credibility. Is it like 25 bucks or something Let me like see that? see what they offered. Oh, I I, did, yeah, I think it was like, let's see, let's see, let's see. I don't think they offered the amount or I didn't huh. take a photo of it, but it was yeah. I think it was for one of my postings that was like twenty five dollars or something like that, you know. Not and again, were I to be gum a criminal, and I've said this on the show before, uh, my price is $2.4 million. Uh, if you give me liquid assets above that, I'm stealing it. I'm just, uh, that's that's the amount I can go and set myself up for life in a non-extradition country. But up until that point, I need to maintain whatever credibility and whatever trustworthiness I have in order to continue marketing uh, myself, right? Mm -hmm. um, all right. Uh, uh, Rafti, Matt, do you have any other um, mentor, protege, bad stories that you want to share? I guess I, I can share the story of, of my first mentor. Go, go. Uh, in uh, 1994 was when I started Damn my career. Old. I know. 
<laughs> so are you though <laughs> and you're older than me uh, but my 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 first experience at my first real technical job uh, I was uh, uh, on a team with a guy named Glenn and Glenn turned out to be that that uh, archetypical guru of a network and I gleaned and learned so much from him and he ended up moving on uh, we we're, we're still friends to this day but but he was that one person that that I could trust that you know if I went to him with a problem he would um, he would know the solution, but he also would challenge me to take whatever little nuggets that he presented to me to figure out the solution on my own. So that way it would solidify in, in my own mind. Um, and yeah, he still sticks out as, as one of the best mentors I ever had. And and he wasn't even necessarily trying to be a mentor. He was just another another guy who was a couple of years out of college himself. He just knew so much more. And, you know, I, I think about the people like that I've had in my life and, and over my career, especially early on. And having it flipped now to where I'm that person inadvertently and I'm not, and not realizing it with some of my colleagues who come to me with with questions and problems. Uh, and Rafi, are you thinking of like Joey? <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about yeah. him, but yeah. Uh, yeah well, but, but yeah, he's he, he's one where you know he knows that he can come to me and he knows that if he presents me with a problem, I can solve it. But I'm not going to just hand it to him on a silver platter. I'm going to say, okay, did you try this? Did you check this thing? Okay, there, there's this other place over here that you may not know about. Go look there as well. You know, in other words, trying to help him be better um, overall, uh, so so he can operate without me. I don't want, uh, you know, as a mentor. Eventually, when yeah. when you're both in your 80s, right? <laughs> He'll finally have enough command of the material. We'll stop pestering you. <laughs> but as a mentor, I think that's that's an important thing to to keep in mind is that you don't want to become that single point of failure like any system you know we, we advise against as security professionals have redundancy have have backups and things like that that the same goes towards the human element the the the, the wetware the, the the brains in your system you don't want for just one person to have all the keys to the kingdom and a good mentor will make sure that their proteges don't look to them as okay this is the only person that can do this thing i need the the, the, the a good mentor will say you can do all this as well I'll give you the little bits that you need so that you know it, but go out and do it yourself. Don't don't rely on me. How responsible did you feel um, to become his mentor? And I don't know if you want to answer this, but because you sort of like, I guess, motivated him as well into getting self-employed and starting his own business, mm -hmm. a similar field to yours, was this yeah. sort of like putting you on the spot that you wanted to or felt the the need to to mentor him now as well? Now yeah, you've you obligated him yourself, out. Exactly. Yeah. You took the <laughs> Take baby bird out of the nest. Now exactly. you have to nurture it. <laughs> I've got a no, lot. I'm just, I'm, but yeah, but the, for for being a mentor, sometimes you feel responsible, and yeah, I just yeah. wanted to figure out, like, was was it the feeling back then? Is it now? And how do you deal with it? Um. Uh, yeah, there's a certain amount of obligation there, um, but there's also making sure that as a mentor, you you do everything you can to set them up, set the the the, the protege up for success. So you know, not intentionally giving bad advice. Not you know, you, you know, I, I, I do say a lot. This is the way that I would do it. I'm not necessarily saying whether you should do it this way or 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 not, but this is the way that I would do it, and I've seen success in doing it this way. Um, 
so yeah, if, if Joey or anybody else that I've talked to over the years about, you know, entrepreneurship or, or information security or anything like that does, does fail. No, I don't feel any responsibility for that because that's ultimately that's on the individual and there are lots of other factors at play, but I do, you know, I, I guess I'm trying to say, I uh, don't want to take any of that responsibility for the failures, but I do want to take responsibility for having a hand in the successes of you're such a punk. <laughs> you're such a punk. All right. All right. You guys are all boring. You're not giving the bad stories. I'm going to share all the bad oh. stories. Here we go. I get this shit all the time because of the nature of my job, my, my, what I do for a living. Um, you know, you, we talk about how not everyone is prepared to be an instructor to convey instruction. That's my job. So people naturally tend to ask me for this sort of thing. And, and I'll tell you, um, I'm not going to talk about bad experiences in mentorship. I'm going to talk about bad protégés. <laughs> if you email me and say, would you be my mentor? My first response is going to be, sure. What does that look like to you? Good question. Isn't it? Thank you. It took me a long time Great to question. figure this shit out, right? Yeah. What, what are know. your expectations of a mentor? And yeah, yeah. most of them don't have that. Most of them have been told by somebody, go find a mentor. And that's it. That was that was the sole exposure they had to the concept of mentoring. And so they go and they find somebody on LinkedIn or somebody online and they reach out and say, be my mentor. And and for them, that's it. That that's that's the extent of what they know how to do. And and usually because I'm doing the Socratic Miyagi thing where um, they they write me back, I want you to be my mentor. What does that look like to you? I want you to be my mentor. You know, I have to draw it out of them after a little while. And finally, when they start to get it, they go, oh, yeah, you know, there's that light bulb moment of what is it I want this guy to do? And some of them will be very self-aware at that point. And they'll say something that is a goal. They'll say, I want to earn the CISSP. Great. Now I have a pathway. I can work with you here. And sometimes it's as simple as go buy Luke Ahmed's book. You know, um, sometimes as simple as, you know, go read my, I wrote an entire book about that. Go read that. Um, sometimes it's okay. Uh, they'll say, I have a failing in this area and I don't know how to get better at it. Then I can build them a plan and I can step them through that. Very few of them have done what we would, I think, consider traditional mentoring. Very few of them say, I'd like you to meet with me once a week. I'd like you to answer my questions. I want you to build a, a route to accomplishment for me over my career. Um, but those that do and those that would, I might entertain it and I might actually task them out to somebody else. Because here's the other second failing. Because this is my job, I'm not going to give it away for free. Right. I, I mean, I'm sorry. That's just, that's not what I'm going to do. It would be one thing to say, hey, can you help me learn how to apply for a job? Love to do that for you. Hey, can you help me pass the CI? Yes, I can help you pass the exam, but th th go buy my shit. That's what it's there for. <laughs> that is my career <laughs> is helping people pass CISSP. Exactly. If you ask me how to change the tire on a car, yeah, that's, the, I mean, that's reasonable to, to do that for free. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. Exactly. You know, um, uh, and then the second thing is the, the, the other big issue that I run into is, um, Somebody will ask to be mentored and I'll say, what does it look like? And then we'll come up with a plan. 
and they'll say, this is my goal. And I'll say, okay, the first thing you have to do is X because X is going to be a baseline before anywhere else we go. And I get pushback on X. And this is the first step. Mm -hmm. If I get pushback on X, I'm done with you. Yep. I, I can't help you at that point. And um, I, I've had this. I've had this from a couple of protégés in particular that I, I can think of by name, but I'm not going to name, where they've said, this is my goal. And I've said, great, do this thing. And instead, what they try to do over a period of months is send me explanations of why they can't do that thing. And the amount of effort that they put into telling me why they can't do that thing, they could have done that thing 18 times already. Yep. Or what they're demonstrating is they have a reluctance to actually do the thing, and therefore they're either self-sabotaging their own um, success, or they're just not willing to do what it takes. In which case, why, why'd you ask me? You know? Yeah. Not you worth know? the time. Yeah, from it, your perspective. It, it's, it's like saying, I want to buy broccoli. Okay, here, here's broccoli. Uh, I don't want to take the broccoli from you with my hands. Can you put it in this basket? No, take the damn broccoli. You know that. <laughs> and uh, just for context, I actually hired uh, somebody who has mentored me for a couple of years already uh, for a period of time as well um, as an advisor uh, in my company. I for almost I think two years he was on my payroll, and um, that was good. That was good, and he's still advising me from time to time, but. Um, a cool, very good mentor. And what he does, what I saw him do with other um, projects was um, asking a similar thing to you, like with X, what he typically said is, I need you to work towards those goals. And if I don't see you working towards those goals and and he lays them out, um, I'm stop, I, I stop responding to your calls. You you, if you sign up with this, this is what I require of you. And if you don't put in the work, I stop wasting my time. And um, great and, relationship, and, and I think so it's good advice. Of, it's not a matter that we're personally offended that you're not listening to us, that you're not jumping yep. out high. It's just the fact that I can't help you. You know, it, yeah. you know, if the doctor says, stop hitting yourself and you continue, there's nothing the doctor can do at that point, you know, short of restraining you. Um, so, yeah, there's just, it'd be wasting both your time to do so. Yeah. That's, um, that's time you can't offer to someone else that truly would listen and, and be receptive and like actually do something actually with what you've given them. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and it's a, and it's a shame because I, I think there are some people who, who, who want to change their circumstances or, or want to join our career field or want to make progress or whatever. Um, the most important thing that I think that's been said here today is that Rafti hired one of his former mentors. All of my protégés, did you hear this? Because <laughs> at some point, at some point, you should make it worth your mentor's while. Um, also, I'd like to point out, you know, I'm going to go back to the genderized thing here for a second. Yeah. Um, about a year and a half ago, I think we did an episode with uh, Patricia Titus, who's the... Uh, CISO for uh, an underwriter in the, the Northeast of the U.S. And um, she made it a condition to uh, being on the show that we actually interview one of her protégés who she helped shepherd into the industry. And we talked to the protégé and the protégé explained what the, the mentoring process looked like and, and how instrumental not only Patty was in that situation, but how Patty guided the protégé to find another mentor. And 
and and you know it was interesting because uh, um uh patty and the protege were both female mm-hmm. but but patty named a male mentoring uh candidate that the protege eventually went to and i think by having patty's particular recommendation and her knowledge of both parties it cut through any of that um potentially sexually charged bullshit where the female protege could approach the male mentor and there wouldn't be any of that that issue there Mm -hmm. Um, not that i recommend that we have to genderize every interaction that we have in the industry but because we know that it may be fraught with those possibilities let's figure out a way to do an end run around that as well Mm -hmm. Definitely. I did. Yeah, I, I can see the benefit there. Um, I, I have had, I, I don't really consider them a mentor. I actually consider them more of a friend, someone who almost, almost hired me um, out of college. Unfortunately, COVID, you know, really messed with the um, the work life balance or the work, the, the whole work economy was disrupted. So um, I did not actually end up getting to go work for her. But um, at the, the conclusion of, you know, that sort of well tenuous employee employer relationship she did pass my resume on um to a couple different people it was to you know other male hiring managers that were higher up at companies so you know um yeah but not genderizing it right but just allowing it to be organic they had roles that needed to be filled um yeah there's nothing you know there's nothing wrong with that and i think it's good when you can like not be afraid i guess as a woman to be excluding or you know in the same way like women don't want to be excluded men should also not be excluded from opportunities to mentor women or to provide them you know work opportunities if that's what they have that they have roles um so i i have been asked a few times kind of like my position on the whole women in cyber and i think for so long i've really just had my head down i've just been i've just showed up i'm here to work and I really haven't been able to reflect on that until recently. Um, and of course, you know, I've had a certain experience. I wouldn't say it's colored necessarily by me being a woman specifically in cyber. Um, I think I've relatively, well, I've relatively been spared any weird, too many weird interactions. Um, in general, it's all been very much just generic, you know, work relationship stuff. Um, and so now I guess more recently I got questions in attending conferences in October, um, kind of like, do you think there's enough women in cyber? And, you know, what does that mean for the industry at large? And not to branch off from our main topic here. Um, but the thought did occur to me, like, if we're looking at this wrong and we're just saying, well, there's not enough women in cyber, uh, okay, what does that mean? Like setting up some boundaries like we would in mentorship. We need to set boundaries around our questions. If it's too open-ended, everyone's going to come to different conclusions and we're not really going to make any forward progress here. So for example, I know- Jelly, you sound like an engineer. You sound like you actually want to solve things as opposed to just talk about them. What's the matter with you, Jelly? I don't know, man. I'm in the wrong line of work, I suppose. I guess so, yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, so, you know, I know a long time ago there were some issues with DEFCON and there were some statements made and some women were saying they didn't feel welcome there anymore. Um, and then sort of I see like kind of a fracturing, right, where we're starting to maybe engender too much. Um, there's a, now a conference, I think there's some conferences now that are catering specifically to women in cyber that are now at competing timelines with DEFCON. And it's like, well, you have complaints about not there being not enough women in cyber or there's not enough women at these male dominated conferences. Well, you're further 
drawing water out of the pond by putting them all in a corner over there. And I, anyway, sorry, I know this is- No, awesome. no. I, and, and I love hearing from you the fact that you were just doing the work. You had your head down. You didn't notice any of the extraneous nonsense and you just did what you did. And and whatever interactions you had that were difficult or awkward or cumbersome are because of the work that have nothing to do with all the the the, the genderized crap. Um, that's great to hear. I, I'd rather hear that all day, every day. And I think it's important that we always remember there is no industry that's not fraught with uh interpersonal conflict and the ridiculousness of adults acting like children or teenagers so so i don't think we're unique in that regard mm -hmm. um but that's really good to hear that's really good to hear um all right we are we are advancing on some time here jelly are there any specific other aspects of the topic you wanted to address or cover um, okay, yeah, actually, there's one final one. And this one is kind of, you know, something that I struggled with when I was looking at putting up gigs on Fiverr or offering kind of like those consulting services for money and changing the dynamic of the mentoring relationship, right? Mentoring is usually thought of as philanthropic. Um, and there's real, you know, and then you get mixed results because you have good, you know, you have good mentors, or you might end up with a bad mentor, who's not focused on providing you the most valuable, the most actionable information. Whereas with consulting, you know, for an exchange of a dollar, like you are locked into a parameterized relationship with them, you can set those boundaries very upfront, you can say, okay, for this amount, I will rebuild your resume with a cybersecurity perspective based on the work that you've done, right? Not, you know, adding fluff, um, being honest. Not with, selling out your credibility. Right, right? exactly. Yeah. Not offering references for sale. Um, and, you know, I've seen the, I've been around the kind of cybersecurity or monitoring, you know, kind of what's going on for the past eight, 10 years. And now seeing people on LinkedIn offering, you know, mentoring or phone calls, it's, but really less mentoring more so. Yeah, coaching, more cons consultation. It's a nice development to see as part of the industry, right? It, you know, you realize, oh, there's people with enough experience in the recent years where they're like, oh, I have something to say. I can be helpful. And, you know, we have that locked in relationship where that person is going to see def definitive value, hopefully, you know, based on offer, you know, paying for the services, et cetera. Um, I, do you all have any opinions on this? The only problem I see with that is it's rife for the scammers. There mm -hmm. are no good metrics to be able to say, I was a successful coach. I was a mm -hmm. successful mentor, whatever the hell, a consultant. Um, I, the only way I could see this actually working is if we started acting like the entertainment and sports industry where we had agents. And, and as our remuneration gets high enough, that's kind of been the job of headhunters up till now, mm -hmm. except the headhunter won't do any of the fucking work because so many of them are bottom feeding soul sucking bastards that all they want to do is shepherd the the resume that you write based on your work history and all they're doing is sending it out and shotgun blast everybody they're not coaching you they're not stepping you through it how to rewrite your resume mm -hmm. they're not advising you what to do in interviews and the things that could really be productive and helpful they're not doing that mm -hmm. so that's the only downside that i would see if we tagged a percentage to them and they had to help you do it that might help, but I, I don't know. What do y'all think, Rafti, Matt? I think that the same metrics that you're using to to gauge whether a coach is successful, which is to say there are none, 
also apply to consultants. <laughs> also applies to InfoSec practitioners. Okay, I've never had a system get popped. Does that make me a successful InfoSec practitioner? No. No, it means that your <laughs> that your client was never targeted. Right. Right. So yeah, there's lots of variables that um, you know. I, I think that your description is apt, but uh, uh, it, it applies to a lot of other. Uh, fields as well. Um, and, and I go against the same thing being a consultant. You know, okay, how do I d define success as a consultant? I've been around for 20 some years and I've never had a, a, a major breach. Okay, great. But that, yeah, that, that, that could mean lots of other things as well. Um, and doesn't necessarily mean, mean that I can justify the, the fees that I charge. Um, it just makes me feel better. And, and, and I guess if it makes the client feel better, then I guess it's a win-win for everybody. But you, 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 a third party coming in from the outside doesn't know. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess like they have an expectation to what, what they want from you. And you already said in the past, like sometimes if they get a counter offer from somebody else, you sometimes say, well, then take that. Yeah. And they come back next year and are like, please take us back. And then you yeah. add some little right. addition. Exactly. No, not saying that, but there's bite involved, um, but if you're new, and you're looking for somebody to teach you, you don't yet know what is a good teacher. You don't yet know what to look for. And I, I feel like this is cool that we are talking about this here, um, what to expect, what is lazy teaching? Because like, I, I honestly think that person who, who had this project thought it was doing a good job, but it was crap. And I knew, I knew um, from the outside, I saw that, but the both of them thought they're, in a cool relationship and the, he's actually learning something. And, uh, uh, and I think this is, yeah, being a teacher, especially, I don't know how it is, um, in the U S school system, but I feel like the best teachers don't like teach in, in schools. They are like out there because they, they know their craft and there's yeah. good money to be had somewhere else, you know, I mean, colleges and universities that they, they already have a system specifically to address the concerns like you were talking about. And it's called accreditization. You yeah. know, if you if you go to an accredited school, then you know that they've met some standards. But there is no accreditization for life coaches, for mentors, for <laughs> the, the, the and, and even with about. licensure of teachers, the, the cohort of people who go to college for education degrees are those that have the lowest IQs. They have the lowest performance on standardized tests themselves. Um, it, it's sort of a joke in the industry that the people who end up teaching are the ones who were the worst students. Um, and that doesn't necessarily go hand in glove with whether they can convey the instruction. I'm never going to be as good at networking as Matt is, but I could probably teach you CISSP and, and have more <laughs> tolerance and patience than Matt's going to have, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right? I've seen that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, patience is a great skill as well as in a teacher, of course. No, uh, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like um, you're right. Other industries or other parts of, of the cyber industry do have a similar issue, but the, what you're offering and what the other person is getting, you're seeing that much clearer and you have already in your mind an expectation. And I guess what Ben is saying, like even him asking, what do you expect of a mentor? It only shows how little people um, know and understand what to expect. And so they will maybe even pay for stuff that is not worth anything. And know? that's the problem is, is that that relationship is so ripe for corruption um, in so many different ways, because it's a newbie entering in and going, 
how do I do X? And yeah, the predators are going to sweep in there and they're going to, they're going to make a meal out of these kids. And, and, that's, and I feel they are doing it already. Like, of course they I, are. Yeah. As we already said, I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm also fairly young and I'm getting so many requests on LinkedIn, people who are trying to mentor me and trying to whatever. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and when asking for money in return, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> I have enough. I have enough. I really do. Monty, can I great. interest you in the Matt Snotty Life School coaching? Uh, it only costs 35,000 euros. <laughs> and I'll make sure that uh, I give you a gold star at the end of it. Well, oh, really? Jelly, I got to tell you, we were highly skeptical of the subject matter. Um, okay. and, of and of course, you being our first anonymized guest. So yeah. uh, I, I'm, I've, I'll speak for myself, if not for the entire crew. Uh, we're very pleased. This was a heck of a good topic. It led to some very interesting conversation. And now we're going to abuse you. Okay, Jelly? Okay. Oh, no. I don't know if you've listened to many of our shows, but whenever we have an InfoSec or IT professional come on as a guest, we humiliate them. By doing a round robin of asking, quizzing you on acronyms from the CompTIA Sec Plus glossary list. Are you ready for this, Jelly? Got this. Okay. All right. Thank I'm gonna you. go. I'm gonna go clockwise from from my display here. It's gonna go Matt, Jelly, Rafti, and we'll go back around. All right. Okay. Um, we'll start with Matt. Matt, you ready? Sure. Hit me. All right. These are quasi random selections here. Uh, AES Alpha Echo Sierra. Oh, it's an encryption thing. Uh, American English system. I don't know. It's I know it stands for something related to encryption. Okay, uh, Matt doesn't get it. Jelly, do you want to take a crack at it? Oh, gosh. This uh, is not yours. You're just piggybacking oh, on Matt. Okay. You're going to get your own. All right. Definitely encryption scheme. Um, the A. Yes. I want to say... There's RSA is the one that's the last names of the inventors or creators. Very um, good. But I, I'm not too sure about the For bonus points, can you name them? I think my panic is setting in. Uh, Rivest, Shamir, and ah, I want to say Abraham, but. Edelman, I think. It's either Edelman, Edelson or Edelman. I always forget. But very okay. good. All right. Or well, you get a bonus point for that anyway. Right. <laughs> but you still Boy, didn't not get a gold AES. star. For the gold right. star, you would. <laughs> you get a gold star. Rafti, do you have AES? Do you know what AES is? No. Advanced Encryption Standard. Ooh. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> now, now it's actually Jelly's turn. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, oh, here's. Okay. CSA Charlie Sierra Alpha CSA I want to say it's not the CIA triad CSA Can you give me any reference information any context no, no, context? no. otherwise this would not be nearly as humiliating and oh, let's see <laughs> let's just make up something fun since I'm pulling a complete blank Okay all right confidentially shared access. I, I like that. And that's, it's probably something that some marketing team has used at IBM, probably, but that's not what the glossary says. Rafti, do you know what CSA is? No, no, I can also give it a try, but no, I have At? no clue. No, I don't know what it is either. So cloud yeah. security Alliance. Oh, Oops. there you go. They're <laughs> the progenitors of like the, the star registry and the CCSK certification. Okay. All right, Rafti, your turn. Your turn. 
I'm going to give you a fairly easy one. <laughs> You're so kind because I, if I guess, I think never made a point. C A, C A, Charlie Alpha. Oh, I no? know this one. No, low six. Okay, go, you Matt. Know that one, Matt. Oh, Matt. Certificate Authority. Very good. Oh, Very good. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. That's the element in PKI that does the actual signing of the certificate, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah Set up good. many CAs we, in my lifetime. Okay. Yeah. All right. Matt, now it's your turn. You you, you have another uh, opportunity oh for more points here. Uh, our, our three listeners are rapidly dropping off here. Oh, yeah. They're bored out of their <laughs> minds. See, we're punishing not only Jelly, but our listeners as well. Um, all right. D-A-C. Delta Alpha Charlie. Oh. Uh, da, da, da. I, uh, I you know, know this I, one, but you don't remember you know this one. Yeah, it's a digital analog connector or something no, like that. No, okay. go for it, Jelly. Discretionary access control. Boom! Stole the point go. from Matt. Outstanding. Right, the two of you are tied, and Rafti's just grinning. <laughs> but what what Matt was saying is almost like a DAC is also a digital analog converter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. That's what I, I I couldn't get off my audio background. So yeah. Yeah, I have two around, lying around here because I like Nerds. the audio better from them. All <laughs> right, Jelly. This one's your actual. Uh, this is yours uh, here. Um. Oh, let's see. No, that's too punishing on the heels of AES. Let me find another one. Oh, oh, this is, I almost feel bad giving this to you because you're young. All right. I-R-C, India Romeo Charlie. <laughs> we mentioned this in a recent episode. Yeah, last I episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I did not know it. <laughs> so I, I did not recall it. <laughs> Don't feel bad passing on this one, Jelly. Internet relay chat. Internet. How the how how she do you know it. that? She got it. How do you possibly? <laughs> I'm a student of history. <laughs> Holy shit! That's some archaic deep pull right there. Outstanding. I'm going to give you an extra gold. That's two gold stars on top of what you already have. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah. There you go. Woo! All right, um, Rafti. And this will be the last one because this has just been too abusive to everyone. Including me. <laughs> K E K Kilo Echo Kilo. Okay. Don't know? No. Kick. No. Matt? That's what you do with a football. You keck it. Jelly? <laughs> no, I I know I, 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 I know what it is. I know what it is. Hang on. Don't silly. Okay. Yet. okay. Encrypting key. Very good. Outstanding. <laughs> Jelly, you're nodding. You knew that one? No, I was going to say it has something to do with key exchanges and encryption, probably. Maybe like Kerberos, but like the ticket granting ticket thing, TGT. Yep, TGTs, it's, not, it's not quite a TGT, but it, it, I think it is a way to uh, issue keys. I've heard of Kex most often used in ATMs. And I don't mean asynchronous transfer mode. I mean um, cash machines uh, use uh, Kex quite often. I don't know how. I don't know why. Um, well, good. Well, thank you. You were a real sport about this. Yeah. Um, we're going to declare you the winner. Sweet. Because you knew IRC, and okay. that just that blows me away. That, that's very good. <laughs> but and has, the extra but bonus has she used IRC? Best, and what? 
But has she used IRC? Have you? Have, oh, who cares? Have you ever gotten on IRC? So what, can I, I ask her if she's played an eight-track tape. What the what? I, <laughs> yeah. I, I know that it's kind of changed the format. Like, um, I, that you have to like in order to like have IRC or like access IRC. There's like the exchange. A client. Yeah, a client. Yeah. I, I looked into it a long time ago, and I just never really went fully down that rabbit hole. Um, but more as a curiosity and making sure it still existed, it was still alive and well. Uh, which I've actually, I feel like I've seen a recurrence or a, a, a re. Um, I've Sir, seen people advertising, right? Like they're they're talking on IRC again. So I, I'm like two thumbs up. I think it's exciting. You're, you're, you're not missing out though. It, it's just a bunch of blather. You might as well go back to BBSs. Um, oh yeah. Uh, well, very good. You were a great sport. Uh, you knew Ravesh Shamir and either Adelson or Adelman. Good for you. Um, thanks for coming. Thanks for bringing us the topic. And thanks for volunteering to join in this foolishness. Yeah, Thank we you really for having appreciate me. It. Really appreciate it. Been yep. a lot of fun. And we really hope this doesn't reflect too badly on you and harm your credibility so you can continue to charge $25 for your <laughs> referrals <laughs> to job seekers. Thank All you. Right. Uh, until next time, I'm Ben Maliso. And I'm Matt Snoddy. And I'm Raphael Fiedler. Join us again next week for another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec. Hey there, listener. Matt here. If you like listening to Ben, Robin, Rafti, Joey, or myself, please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash securitized. Interested in training for CISSP, CCSP, CISM, SSCP, CCSK, boy, that's a lot of letters, or other InfoSec certifications? Go to Ben's website for all his training programs at wannabeacissp.com. That's spelled W-A-N-N-A-B-E-A-C-I-S-S-P.com. We are on Discord. Engage with us by searching for the channel wannabeacissp. Feedback or questions on what we discuss? Send a good old-fashioned email to ben at benmaliso.com. You may hear a shout-out or your feedback on a future show. We're all working professionals in the InfoSec industry, so feel free to link up with us on LinkedIn. Support Rofty's company and test drive their free firewall software called Portmaster, downloadable at their website, safing.io, spelled S-A-F-I-N-G dot I-O. Support Joey's company, Blue Edge Networks, at blueedgenetworks.com. And listen to Joey's podcast called Topic of Choice at topicofchoice.com. Join us on Reddit at slash r slash ssoi underscore fans. All opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and for entertainment purposes only. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our companies, affiliates, employers, guests, or even each other. No advice given here should be followed without consulting with a professional for any specific InfoSec situation you may experience.